The best sliders in the triad are from Twin City Minis. Picture this, juicy sliders with premium Angus beef, crispy chicken, or even delicious veggie options. And don't forget the loaded fries that'll leave you craving for more. Visit them today and test the difference. Twin City Minis, where small bites bring big smiles. Follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Twin City Minis to see where the food truck will pop up next. When you think of the best burger sliders in the triad, think Twin City Minis. Are you looking for the next best soul food spot to please your palate? What if I told you there's one right under your nose? Welcome to Taste of the Triad, located in the old Bell Brothers Cafeteria, location at 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Authentic Southern comfort food in a family atmosphere. At Taste of the Triad, you can have Sunday dinner anytime. Mmm, baked chicken, fried chicken to order, the best meatloaf in the Triad, ribs, baked mac and cheese, and more. Check out Sunday Smackdown with beef and pork ribs, smoked turkey legs, collard greens, yams, and much more. Are y'all hungry yet? Did I even mention the live music on Sundays? Comfort soul food in the heart of the Triad. Taste of the Triad, 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Check out the menu at tasteofthetriad.com. Are you ready for a taste adventure like no other? Monty D. Ray, Mexican restaurant in Kernersville, is here to take you on a flavor-filled journey straight to Mexico. Savor the sizzle of our mouth-watering fajitas, indulge in our signature enchiladas, and experience the true essence of Mexican cuisine. Wash it all down with our handcrafted margaritas or refreshing tequila-infused cocktails. Bring your friends, bring your family, let the vibrant ambiance of Monty D. Ray turn every meal into a fiesta. Monty D. Ray, Kernersville. Taste the authentic flavors of Mexico. Call 336-310-4560 or visit an order online at Monty D. Ray, Kern- you are locked into Tobacco Road Sports Radio, your home for triad sports. And you know this, man. presents The Nest with East Forsyth head coach Todd Willard. Here's your host, Rod Funder. Hey, 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 hey. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone. And welcome to The Nest. So good to see you guys again. It's a beautiful day. Not too much sunshine outside, but still a beautiful fall day. I want to welcome you guys to our sixth edition of our fifth season of The Nest. Featuring our two-time state champion and head football coach, Todd Willard of the three-time state champion East Forsyth Fighting Eagles. The Nest is presented by Nikki Rottweiler of Head Realty Group EXP. Nikki Rottweiler of Head Realty Group EXP is our title sponsor for the entire 2023 football season. So for all your real estate needs, be sure to contact Nikki Rottweiler at Head Realty Group EXP. The Nest is currently being aired at Monte de Rey Mexican Restaurant here in Kernersville. Monte de Rey is located at 838 South Main Street right here in Cave Vegas. So if you haven't joined us yet, please make plans to come out, enjoy this great atmosphere. The most beautiful people in the world are here. And of course, the food. Yes, you are. Give yourselves a hand. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. And the food is out of this world. We want to thank Monte de Rey for their awesome hospitality. They always make us feel right at home every week. Let's give Monte de Rey a hand. And, of course, we want to take this time to recognize our other sponsors in addition to Monte de Rey and Nikki Rottweiler of Head Realty Group EXP. Those sponsors include Tiny's Mobile Auto Repair, 
Smith & Company Consignment, Susanna Nunn of State Farm Insurance, J. Pepper's Southern Grill, A Taste of the Triad, Walker Town Auto Sales, Blue Naples Pizza, The Auto Store of North Carolina, and Beamer Tire and Auto Repair of Kernersville, and last but not least, Twin City Minis is on the board as well. Let's give our sponsors a hand, everyone. Guys, I'm your host, Hot Rod Funderburk. I'm sitting here with none other than head coach Todd Willard. Coach, how we doing, my friend? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Not too bad. We had a great practice today, so that that was awesome. So I'm excited to be here, ready to eat this great food. Oh, man, what you're talking about. I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to have tonight, and I think Jonathan Wisnett has convinced me to have whatever it is he's having. Jonathan, can you tell me the name of that one more time, please? El Volcan. El Volcan, as in Volcano. El Volcan. So I'm going to check that one out. So, Coach, who'd you bring with you, my friend? I brought the one and only, our offensive line coach, Chris Vaughn, with us. All right, Coach Vaughn. Coach Vaughn. Good evening. Does everybody know who Coach Vaughn is? This is Coach Vaughn right here. Coach, throw your hand up so everybody can see you. That's Coach Vaughn. He's our guy tonight. Good deal. Coach Vaughn, how you doing this evening? Doing great, always. Good, good, good. Man, that was a tough game on Friday, coaches. Yes, it was. It was. It was a tough game. Um, the Eagles suffered their first and hopefully only loss of the season to Davie County by a score of 41 to 28. Uh, the Eagles fall to 1-1 one one in the conference and 4-1 and overall. Uh, after Friday, Coach, what has been the atmosphere throughout the team? Um, just back to work, working on the little things, uh, not making the same mistakes over and over, uh, addressing certain penalties that we keep on having, um, and just finishing, finishing inside the red zone and um, winning third downs. Earlier this year I was bragging and talking about how well we've been doing on third and fourth down, both offensively and defensively. In the last couple of games, we've struggled. So uh, we've really went back to working uh, third down uh, situational stuff. Okay, good deal. Third down situational football, like you said, those are the details. Sometimes those are the things that can win you a game when you need it at the most opportune time. Um, you know, I was I always brag on my Eagles all the time because it's your family and I love you all. But I got some, man, some kickback. This week, I uh -oh. really did. I got a lot of kids. Did you really? Man, I did. I got a buddy of mine named Charles Lilly. Um, I think Mr. Baker knows who he is. Charles Lilly <laughs> called me up. Oh, Ron, what happened to your beagles? What happened to your beagles? I said, Charles, don't do me like that, man. Don't do me like that. He said, Rod, I want you to check something out for me. He said, isn't that the first time Davie County has beaten East Forsyth since 1988? I said, what? I said, come on, that can't be true. Coach, do you know of anything like that? Was he lying to me or was he telling the truth? I think it's been a long time. We just got Davie County back in conference. So we've only been playing Davie County. I've only played Davie County like three or four times in my career, in okay. my 21 years here. Okay. Um, so we never really played So that's them. it then. They really hadn't been on the schedule because we didn't yeah. play Davie County when I was in school 30 years yeah. ago. Dang, I did say 30 years ago, didn't so, I? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's – yeah, it's – Yeah, we didn't play David County either. Okay, all right, all right. So, so I, I feel know. better about that. Yeah, so, I feel yeah. better about that. All right. But, listen, David County, hats off to them. They had some big guys out there. They were focused. That was their Super Bowl. And, you know, a lot yes. of teams that play East Forsyth, they're going to come 150% because that's their Super Bowl. And they want to do all they can to beat David County. How good are the War Eagles? Because we talk about the, the, the talent as well as the competition in the CPC. And the War Eagles, I know this year, I think they were down a little bit two years ago. We saw them coming on last year. How good is that War Eagles team, Coach? I would say they're probably the best team we've faced all year. Right. Um, but I try to – everybody else has picked other teams in the conference to win in this. And I told everybody I really thought David County was a team they have uh, – Nine of their starters back with their quarterback and their oh, running wow. back. They had wow. their offensive line back. Um, so, we knew what we were getting. Um, we had a chance uh, right at the end of half there to really put our foot on them and uh, go up by 16, and we let that slip away. And I think that was the 
turning point of the game. But they're they're a good team. Tim does coach Everett does a great job coaching out there, and he's one of the good guys in the business. He really is. Yeah, yeah, Coach Devers, he puts in a lot of time and a lot of work with his players. So hats off um, to the War Eagles. We're never going to be, you know, sore losers or anything like that um, because we are still a first-class program regardless. And, of course, Coach, the first half, I felt like in the first half you guys played well. I said, but we're letting the Davie County stick around and maybe they're gaining a little bit of confidence here and there. As they were continuing to stick around, did you have any concerns during that time? Yeah, I did. I told our guys we needed to come out and take some of their first punches, and I thought we did. We did pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did what we did. We moved the ball, scored points, and um, and I thought we had it. We really did. I remember looking down to Coach Plaster. Um, I was already thinking, okay, when we score this next touchdown, trying to do the math, do we go for one or two? Um, to go up by 16 if we went the extra point because I'm thinking we're going to score. I can't remember if it came off a turnover or what it was, but we got the ball. I think it was the interception by Nigel. Right. And um, we had all the momentum. And then uh, we had a penalty, and we didn't get down there. And then we let them score with like a minute 40 right before the end of half. And uh, I really felt that was a turning point of the game. Okay. Well, I, honestly, Coach, I didn't think that was a turning point, me personally. I just felt they got lucky and they were able to get into the end zone, you know, at the end of the game. You know, because sometimes we have been known to be a big one-play, one-hitter mm-hmm. offense. You sure. know what I mean? Yep. So, I said, hey, they just got away with one. We're going to come back out. What was halftime like? The halftime speech, did you? Well, the the, the big thing, the big – reason why I think it was a turning point is we should have probably been up 16 at worst, should have been up eight. Um, actually, nine, I think it would have been. Any, yeah, nine, because they actually went for two. Um, the big thing is then we had to kick off after they scored at halftime. So they scored right at the end of half. Something we're really good at doing ourselves. Right. We are right. really good at getting the ball at the end of the second quarter if you do – you know, the analytics right and do that. That's why I always defer and hope that we kick off because um, we're so good at scoring at the end of half and then you get the ball right back again. Almost like a two-for-one. Yes, kinda. exactly, like a little make-it-take-it basketball kind of thing. Right. And right. Um, I, and I think you could sense it a little bit in the coaches and the players. It was like, dang, you know, that's usually us. And then they came out and hit us real quick and uh, it was tough getting the big mo back. Once you lose that momentum – you know, it's tough to get it back. Sometimes it can be. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it can be. And um, But, you know, the, I still feel the Eagles are resilient. Yep. And, uh, we you kept know, fighting, kept, you know, yeah, digging. Yeah. Uh, I was really hoping maybe we'd get that onside kick and really try to put some pressure on them at the end there. But, uh, you know, sometimes uh, you can really learn a lot. You can learn more. I know it's kind of cliche, but you can learn more out of a loss than you can from a win a lot of times. Yeah, and, you can. Uh, you we can. learned a lot about ourselves and what we need to do and uh, need to understand that just because we're the Eagles, people aren't going to roll over. Like you said, we get everybody Super Bowl. And some right. of these younger guys and new guys don't quite understand that yet, that, right. hey, when you come. I mean, some of our guys were looking like, what the heck, did they just win the state? Because they were celebrating, they rushed the field Yeah, they rushed all the field that. the whole night. And, and people, some of the guys are like, well, what, what the heck's going on? This is a regular season. I said, you guys got to understand. We are the former New England Patriots of this area, you know. You're exactly right. I'd say the Dallas Cowboys, but that was in like the 60s or something. But we'll talk about the Cowboys later on. I mean, they did have that tough game this week against uh, the – is it the Phoenix Cardinals or St. Louis Cardinals? Anyways, yep, go ahead. Yep, yep, yep. the Cardinal team. I got to have some fun after our loss. Yeah, the Cowboys, man, they hurt me me this weekend, Coach. They hurt me, you know. It it happens from time (laughs) to time. Sorry about that. That, Got off track. Not as sorry as I am. But but it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) And, you know, like you said, the Eagles offense was also under some stiff competition. You know, they came up against a defense that was ready to play. And, of course, Davie County, they fought from beginning of the whistle to the end of the whistle. But the Eagles, offensively, we do what we do. We put up great numbers on Friday night. I think the Eagles still had, was it 119 yards on the ground, uh, 302 yards through the air, finished with a total of 421 total yards on offense. Talk to me about what you saw 
concerning the offensive line and their performance? Did they perform up to your standard on Friday? I think the biggest problem with the offense is we were very good 20 to 20. And I think what you say, Coach, three, three times we got stopped inside the 15 and didn't come away with points. And that's just not who East Forsyth is. And um, that's something we got to fix. Um, you put up that many yards and only score 28 points, you got to go back and really look at the film and see what happened. And I, there was three times we got inside the 15, and I know there's a couple more times where we got inside the 30, and we didn't come away f- with points. So um, we just – we actually – I did a surprise session today uh, with the OC and DC and the, the coaching staff. I didn't have it on the schedule, and we went on the game field and did red zone today mm-hmm. just because um, I felt that was one of the parts that hurt us when we played Davie County and, and uh, caught some guys off guard and uh, – you know, hopefully we'll be ready tomorrow. Okay, and that's a situational football that you Situational about. football, you know, you do a schedule. But today I wanted to catch everybody off guard, kind of like, you know, change of possession, you know, interception, fumble, something like that. So we did that, and we were on the practice field, and all of a sudden I said, hey, we're at the game field red zone. And everybody's kind of looked around like they thought it was the end of practice. Right. And um, said, now we need to practice a little bit longer. We went on the game field and, and did some periods, did four uh, – or two different periods on the game field doing that. Okay, good deal. All right, so now Davie County, you said you watched a lot of film, and Davie County had some success, uh, you know, outside of 20 to 20, inside of the red zone. Were they doing anything differently during that red zone with it, that, that you saw on film? No, I, I think if, if we're honest, um, <clears throat> we kind of knew what they were doing. Their running back toted the ball 40 times, which was crazy. He had 40 carries. 40 carries? He had 40 carries, number one did. Um, but they played hard. They, they, they're a good team. They really are. Right. Um, but the big thing is we just didn't make plays. Their quarterback, we, we should have had him sacked about four or five times and yes. made big plays on third down. They made three unbelievable catches on third down to, right. to keep the chains going. Um, they made plays and we didn't. And um, – that was the biggest to me after watching all the film, the red zone, and them making plays and us not making plays on third and fourth down is kind of the telltale of that game. Okay, gotcha. I got any nasties in the house with me tonight? Any big nasties? There they are. I got two of them. I got Crawford and I got Coop, um, Cooper's right here. Cooper's Crawford. here. And okay. Mark's here. So, uh, Mark's here. Berkeley's here. And I think Mark's getting back to playing shape. I actually act, talked okay. to him after the game. He graded out as one of our highest offensive linemen. So, we're getting back to where we need to be, getting the offensive unit, uh, the offensive line, kind of where it needs to be okay. and, and all that. So, we had a great practice today. I'm Good. hoping it carries over tomorrow. Good deal. Good deal. Well, big nasties, I just want you to know I'm always behind you. Sometimes I will criticize you, but it comes from love. It's, it's constructive criticism. And I just want you to ask yourselves, hey, did you give 110%? If you gave 110%, I have nothing to say. Nothing at all. Great job. Continue to do what you do. Make sure you listen to coach. They're going to coach you up. Make sure you're doing the fundamentals. Make sure that when you're on those blocks, stay on those blocks. Don't just hit a guy, roll off of him, and let him go. Stay on him. And sometimes it's easy to hold. It's very easy to hold. But what I will give my advice on, and Coach might tell you something different, (laughs) always listen to your coach. Always listen to your coach. Don't listen to me. But if you feel that guy pulling away from you, it's okay to let him go. But when you let him go, you know what you do? Push him wherever he'll go. If he'll go that way to the right, and that's where he's getting away, let him go and push him on to the right because you guys have good enough skilled players in your running backs and in your wide receivers They'll use that defender's momentum against them, and they'll get around. Would you say your skilled players are good enough to be able to do that? I'd say that they are. I think they are. That's all I'm going to tell you. Coach may have something else, different different way to coach it. Always listen to your coach. But that's just my little two cents that I wanted to throw in there. Is that a fair enough, Coach? Is that all right? Fair you enough. don't mind, Coach Vaughn? That's, that's fair enough. Okay. All right. I appreciate it, Coach. Don't let me step on your toes, Coach Vaughn. I don't want to step on your toes, but I just love to see my offensive linemen engaged. Yep. You know, and like you say, we don't want them to get the holding calls, but I want to see him engaged. Even if the guy beats him, just push him along. Push him along. Push him along. But that's just my two cents. Coach Vaughn, man, you have been with the Eagles for a little while. How did you get started coaching football? 
I actually fell into it. I was coaching girls basketball. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you were coaching girls women's basketball. basketball. Yep. Okay. JV, JV girls. All right. Okay. And this is how long ago? I've been doing this now 22 years this year. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So it was a long time ago. So it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. All right. So now, but you played football. Yes. So no interest to begin coaching football or there was a need at the women's? There was interest. Okay. And actually the OC that we're playing this year, this week, um, was the head coach where the school where I started teaching, and I asked if there was a, a position. And he said no, so oh, wow. I didn't. So I coached basketball instead of football. Hmm. Okay, all right. So you fell into it. Now, how did that fall happen? Well, Rodney Bass, who used to yeah. be principal, yeah, East principal East for sight, yeah. um, got my resume from uh, Kernersville Middle School that I'd applied for a job at. Okay, was at North Rowan at the time. Called me up and said, "Hey, I got a job for you." He said, "You want to coach football?" I went, "Yeah." doing it ever since okay all right <laughs> sounds good so when you're coaching football and we know you deal with the offensive line mm-hmm. you deal with a lot of personalities guys want to do things their way what are some of the biggest challenges that you face when dealing with these offensive linemen big thing is that it's such a large group that has to work together you know defensive line offensive you know linebackers quarterbacks obviously running backs wide receivers you can have one guy that, that does really well or doesn't do as well and be okay. If you're offensive line, you got one guy that makes a small mistake, it can make the whole play go wrong. Okay. So all five guys, getting all five guys on the same page, going the same direction, doing what they're supposed to do is the hardest part. I can see that. I could definitely see that. Now, I'm assuming that, and if I'm wrong, just let me know. I'm assuming that you and Coach Horton get together from time to time and you guys talk. He's the OC. What strategy do you and Coach Horton use to decide – on what plays you're going to run, of course, based upon the line strength as well as weaknesses for each upcoming week? So we meet every Sunday. Okay. So we, we meet every week. Um, and as far as, as what we're going to run, it's based on what the defense is showing us okay. and what we feel like we're the strongest at. And we go from there. So we, we try to run the plays that we have that will work best against the defense that week. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Good deal. So you mentioned trying to get all the guys going in the same direction. Our ships, our ships all have to sail in the same direction. That is a Godfather Part Three line. I don't know if you guys know yes, that one or not. Indeed. But uh, Friday night, you know, we did witness a few holding calls. I think maybe there was one that was definitely I didn't see. Two were questionable, mm-hmm. but I think the other one, you know, they were pretty legit calls. Yeah. Um, and we know that we played five games so far. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we know the refs are going to call holding penalties. They have an expectation. How do we get the offensive line to know, hey, this is what the ref is going to know. This is what he's going to see. This is what he's going to call every time. How do we beat that in their heads? We don't know because we literally <laughs> had two holding calls the first three games, and we've had nine the last two. Uh, nine holding calls it's, the last it's, it's, it's two either eight or nine. Good gracious. Yeah, and, and, and not all of those were holding calls. Right, 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 right. Um, and and there's other position groups holding, by the way. <laughs> I know we think when it's a holding call, right, it's straight right. old line. Our, uh, our wide receiver crew. Uh, yeah, I saw a couple wide receivers. Yeah, the wide receiver crew is uh, right up there with them. Okay. <laughs> all right. Not to throw the wide receivers under the bus. <laughs> I just don't want to get all, get all on the but, uh, big nasties. But big nasties. I'm only messing with you guys, and I'm talking to you guys. Like I said, that's why I prefaced it a long time ago because it's all about love. You want to know why? This team goes as far as you take us. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. We can have all the skilled players in the world. These guys can run a 3-2. But if they don't have anybody to open the holes for them or block for them, or keep that defensive lineman until the QB can get the ball thrown, we can do absolutely nothing. That's why I give you guys the love that I give you in here because you don't get it out there. You're not going to get the love anywhere else. The only people who get the love are the people who catch the ball, score the touchdown. The guys who toting the rock, run through the hole that you made for them, get the touchdown. They get all the love. That's why I give you the love that I give you in here. That's why I call you my big nasties. You belong to me. And that's why I'm talking to you. That's why I'm talking to you right now. Because I know. See, I, I used to be a nasty. You know, I know I'm a little right now. But a long time ago, I used to be a nasty too now. And I was nasty, nasty. But that was under different rules. But I, 
But I want you guys to know this team goes only as far as you take them. And I want you to be rough. I want you to be tough. And I want you to be mean. And, and, and you can turn it on and off when you're on that field. I want it on when you're on that field. Matter of fact, I want it on so bad when you knock that man down in front of you, don't help him up. <laughs> he has 10 teammates to help him up. You go get your lineman or your running back or your QB. You help him up. Don't you help that guy up you just knocked out. That's part of you being nasty. That's part of you being mean. That's part of football, and that's what it takes. And like I said, we don't do that without you guys, all right? So I got love for you. I love you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get you some cookies, as a matter of fact, this Friday. <laughs> Coach, did you happen to share some cookies with any of the guys? We had cookies? <laughs> oh, well. I haven't seen cookies all year. Oh, so well, maybe, maybe we didn't have cookies. cookies all year. I think Horton must have got the cookie. Horton's like the cookie Where monster. Did you, where'd you give them to? Who'd you give them to? You saw where I was at the beginning of the game. Yeah, I, I, right. You were in the um, the tent because you were laying down. You're getting worked on. Are you okay, yeah. by the way? I am okay. That's karma for calling you out on the show last week for not hiring someone to do some work. Right. And then I go do it. And anyway, you do the same thing. Then you get yeah, hurt. Then I get you're hurt. in the tent. Yep. But no, I put the cookies I thought in front of you while you were laying on the you did. on the bench. You did. You so somebody came and took them from some, you. Some someone got them. Now the only person there was a trainer, <laughs> and she is not here. I swear Horton brought them in. I think Horton had them at the end of the game and brought them I, into the, the coach's office. How did he get a hold to them? I swear, oh, you yes. saw him in Horton's hands. I swear, I remember <laughs> Horton having them. All right, because when I came in, I tried to give him to Sean because I wanted Sean to guard. I said, Sean, you take these. <laughs> he said, No, I don't want them. So I said, Well, where's Coach at? That's what he pointed to the tent, and I brought him to you. So evidently, you guys didn't get any cookies. Listen, like I said, I'm gonna be tough on you tonight, but I'm gonna love you on Friday. I got some good cookies for you. Matter of fact, y'all gonna get your own set. All right telling you right now and they came straight from me i bake them myself yeah and and look and don't and look i got some skills now when it comes to cooking hey, i got some good skills I, I got some skills they are coach what'd you see from your offensive lineman on friday that you did like did not like combination of everything the big thing for me is that we improve every week and i think we've done that we're getting off the ball better we're getting more aggressive we're getting our head placement better better getting our head placement better. Um, one of the things that I didn't like was, well, that we lost that head placement. Gotcha. And that's what it leads to those holding penalties. Okay, okay, gotcha. I completely understand that. Well, listen, guys, my producer is telling me that we are up against a break, so we're going to take a quick moment to uh, speak to our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking to Coach Willard, and we're going to continue talking to Coach Vaughn, and we're going to talk about our beloved Eagles. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after these messages. The specials never stop at Blue Naples Pizza, an Italian restaurant. Every day, you get a large two-topping pizza for only $11.99. On Sunday, watch football and enjoy our large one-topping pizza and 10 wings for only $17.99. Plus lunch specials every day of the week. Blue Naples Pizza and Italian Restaurant, 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Beamer Tire and Auto Repair, now with three locations across the triad in High Point, Greensboro, and our new location in Kernersville. Beamer Tire and Auto offers full-service auto repair, all tire brands, free alignment checks, oil changes, and more. In Kernersville, check out the no-appointment-needed Quick Lube Shop. Check out their thousands of five-star ratings via Google and Yelp. They care because they know that you can go anywhere. So try a shop with a beating heart, not a bottom line. Beamer Tire and Auto Repair. Visit us on Facebook or at BeamerTire.com. Hey, y'all, Tiny's Mobile Auto. Is your car broke down? Are you stuck somewhere? Do you need a mechanic? Oh, you don't want to call a tow truck? Call Tiny's Mobile Auto. He'll come out to you, do your work, whatever you need done, your regular maintenance, or if you're broke down on the side of the road, give him a call. All you have to do 
pick up the phone and call 336-423-6241. You don't even have to see me. Just let me know what's wrong with your car, and I will come and fix it, y'all. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, TikTok. I'm on the Twitters. Whatever you guys need, 336-423-6241. As always, I'll be seeing you. Find your next car at Auto Store of North Carolina in Walkertown. Their goal is to make car shopping and car buying experience fast, friendly, and easy. They have helped hundreds of customers get behind the wheel of a newer, reliable, quality used car, and they could help you too. Stop by and speak with one of their sales professionals today and drive away with your new car. The Auto Store of North Carolina, 4964 Reedsville Road in Walkertown. Give them a call at 336-595-8550 and view the current inventory of vehicles at autostoreofnc.com Hey, Jake from State Farm. We have to know. Yeah, these are State Farm pajamas. No, what if we have to talk to somebody about our policy, but it's late at night? Call us 24-7. Great, because what if someone still calls his mom for everything? We'll walk you through everything. At State Farm, we're there for your what-ifs. Yeah, Mom, everything's great. Yeah. I mean, uh, not my mom. Like a good neighbor... State Farm is there. When you want the real deal, call Susanna Nunn in Kernersville today. Savvy shoppers of Kernersville, discover the hidden treasures waiting for you at Smith & Company Consignment. Get ready to score some incredible deals on gently used furniture, stylish clothing, and unique home decor pieces. You won't believe the quality at unbeatable prices. Looking to declutter? Sell your pre-loved items with us. Smith & Company Consignment is the perfect place to find a new home for your well-cared-for belongings. Visit us at 1515 Union Cross Road, check out our website, smithandcompanyconsignment.com, or give us a call at 336-497-5290. Are you ready for a taste adventure like no other? Monte D. Ray, a Mexican restaurant in Kernersville, is here to take you on a flavor-filled journey straight to Mexico. Savor the sizzle of our mouth-watering fajitas, indulge in our signature enchiladas, and experience the true essence of Mexican cuisine. Wash it all down with our handcrafted margaritas or refreshing tequila-infused cocktails. Bring your friends, bring your family, let the vibrant ambiance of Monte D. Ray turn every meal into a fiesta. Monte D. Ray, Kernersville. Taste the authentic flavors of Mexico. Call 336-310-4560 or visit an order online at Monte D. Ray, Kernersville.com. Are you looking for the next best soul food spot to please your palate? What if I told you there's one right under your nose? Welcome to Taste of the Triad. Located in the old Bell Brothers Cafeteria, location at 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem, authentic Southern comfort food in a family atmosphere. At Taste of the Triad, you can have Sunday dinner anytime. Mmm, baked chicken, fried chicken to order, the best meatloaf in the Triad, ribs, baked mac and cheese, and more. Check out Sunday Smackdown with beef and pork ribs, smoked turkey legs, collard greens, yams, and much more. Are y'all hungry yet? Did I even mention the live music on Sundays? Comfort soul food in the heart of the Triad. Taste of the Triad, 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Check out the menu at tasteofthetriad.com. Looking for your real estate expert in Kernersville? Meet Nikki Rottweiler, your go-to expert with the unrivaled knowledge of the market. From hidden gems to prime profiles, she's got the inside scoop. Don't miss out on the opportunity of a lifetime. Contact Nikki Rottweiler today and experience the difference firsthand. Call Nikki at 336-448-9309 to get started. Head Realty Group, opening dreams one door at a time. Attention pizza lovers in the triad. Are you ready for a taste sensation that will blow your mind? Look no further than Lido Pizza, where flavor and value collide. For a limited time, Lido Pizza in Kernersville is serving up hot and fresh deals that you just can't resist. Monday special, get a calzone or a stromboli for only $5. On Tuesday, get a spaghetti entree dish for only $5. On Wednesday, kids eat free with a paying adult. Lido Pizza, your next guilty pleasure. 220 Market View Drive in Kernersville. Call and place that order right now at 336-993-5336. It's the blue and gold of North Carolina A&T.
follow North Carolina A&T football all season long, powered by Tobacco Road Sports Radio, on Greensboro's home for the Aggies, AM 1400 and 103.5 FM, The Light. Hey, Panther fans, right now on the SiriusXM app, hear the most in-depth Carolina Panthers coverage anywhere with Believe in Carolina Panthers, part of the Believe Podcast Network on SiriusXM. Hear from me, Desmond Johnson, and my co-host, Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated, and Panther great Jonathan Stewart as we break down the Panthers before and after every game through the NFL season. Your team, your podcast. Search B-L-E-A-V in Carolina Panthers on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you believe? Pardon me, Dot here, and as the voice of the Greensboro Swarm, PA for the Hornets, and the sixth man of Carolina basketball, I do it all. Just like Beamer Tire and Auto. Alignments, new tires, NC State inspections, oil changes, they do it all. And with three locations in High Point, Greensboro, and Kernersville, B-Dot and B-Tar, yes, we do it all. If you need details, visit BeamerTire.com. Find your next car at Auto Store of North Carolina in Walkertown. Their goal is to make car shopping and car buying experience fast, friendly, and easy. They have helped hundreds of customers get behind the wheel of a newer, reliable, quality used car, and they could help you too. Stop by and speak with one of their sales professionals today and drive away with your new car. The Auto Store of North Carolina, 4964 Reedsville Road in Walkertown. Give them a call at 336-595-8550 and view the current inventory of vehicles at Auto store of nc.com and welcome back eagle family for those of you who are just tuning in you're listening to the nest with head football coach todd willard of the east Forsyth fighting eagles football team we want to thank our Sponsor for the 2023 season, Nikki Rottweiler of Head Realty Group. She is our title sponsor for our entire 2023 East Forsyth Fall football season. Nikki Rottweiler of Head Realty Group EXP. She is there for you for all your real estate needs. And, of course, we're back. We're talking to Coach Vaughn. We're talking to Coach Willard. And, uh, Coach, you know, we were just talking about uh, East took the first loss of the season. And uh, it was a tough loss because, like you said, it it was a game that the Eagles should have won, been up 16 points at the half, the whole nine. Uh, But it was a tough loss, Coach Vaughn. You know, so after a loss like that on Friday, what do you do to make sure that your your guys are not only ready to play and ready to go for the next week, but to make sure that they want to get that self-improvement going? The good part about being in a program like East Forsyth, is you take a loss like that and the kids are ready to go. Um, okay. But for us, it's to get back on the sled, get back in the weight room, get back to practice, fix the things we need to fix. Get in the film room, that was a big one for us. Um, fix the things that, that we can see and that we can fix and then work on getting, like, again, getting better every day, every week. Gotcha. Got I hear you talking about the weight room and all that stuff. Now, do you guys do weight room and extra conditioning you know, is that something like the kids? I know in my day we used to go – I used to have a class for it. We do too. Um, so, I don't know if you yeah, guys do, do it or you have to do that after no, practice we or – We have it during school. Okay. All right. Good deal. Good deal. All right. And that's a good thing. we're fortunate enough that, that we've got most of our kids in the weight room during the day. So, we get, everybody gets it. Okay. Good deal. There's only a few kids that, that – because their schedule won't allow it. I understand. I understand. Those are rocket scientists, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, to play O-line – you know, the guys in the trenches, we talked about this early. Not only must they play smart, but they got to have a mean streak. And I know that they are smart. What are you doing to make sure that they stay mean, Coach? Holding food, apparently, because there's no food in front of these guys. Zay's looking like he'll eat the table right now. Um, you know, the big thing, like I said, is to get back on the sled. These these guys don't like to lose. They don't lose much. Right? No, they, they don't. They, lose don't, it they all. don't like the feeling, and that's what they've told me. They don't like the feeling, and they they've I mean, immediately gotten back to work, gotten back in. You know, we've we've had a good view. You know, the two days of practice we've had this week have been very good for us as far as the offensive line goes. The things that we've asked them to do, they're doing. So it's just a matter of of 
you know, putting the pedal down and, and continuing to get better. Right. Did you guys discuss any goals and expectations that you probably have for them going forward since – Yeah, since to play probably? on their side of the line of scrimmage and not ours. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, that's a heck of an expectation. That's an important expectation for sure, for sure. Um. Talk to me about some of the changes that happened on this line since last year, the offseason. Because if I'm not mistaken, I want to say Crawford, number 60, was playing a different position last year. And I think I see him lined up at guard this year. Just wondering how that change occurred, how it came about. I'm sure it was done for the best, you know, for the best part of the team. But I'm just wondering how it came about. So we, we really have four guys that started games for us last year. Okay. Um, and then – you know, a couple of young guys that, are, that have come on and, and been a big part of our offensive line. Um, last week it was the five guys that, that graded out the best the week before and had the best week of practice. Okay. And, it, you know, it didn't work out as well, so there will be some changes this week. Uh, Zay will be back at center this week, so we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Okay, so it may not be the same starters week to week. Okay, I did not realize that. All right, got you. Now, I knew that Mark was out for a little bit, mm -hmm. and he's getting back in the big uh, football shape, and, and Mark is one of our leaders on that offensive line. He's a stud out there. Talk to us a little bit about Mark and um, how he's coming along, you know, since his injury. So, he's trying to get back into football shape. I know Coach said that earlier. Okay. Um, he and Austin both uh, put on weight to kind of move inside. So, the ideal, the ideal situation is that we're able to play those two guys at guard. Okay. Um, okay. But we've got Sean who plays center and does pretty well for us in there. Zay can obviously play center and does well in there uh, as, as one of our, our stronger guys and bigger guys in there. And we've got two young tackles okay. um, that, are, that are learning the game and are trying to get better and working to get better every week. Okay. Now, who are those young tackles you're talking about? Awesome. The numbers you can get. Oh, the numbers, 74 okay, and 70, 77. 77 and 75. Yep. Gotcha. They're on the tackle spots. Yep. Okay. Got you. Now, I think 75 is pretty tall. He's about 6'4", 6'5", something like that. both 6'4". Okay, both 6'4". Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember seeing 75 down there. I was like, that's a tall kid, man. Matter of fact, I was wondering, shoot, he should be a tight end probably catching <laughs> he, some passes. He started the year as a tight end. He oh, did he really? <laughs> that's a Fetterspiel kid. Yeah, that's Fetterspiel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got you, got you. We had to move him to tackle. Yep. Yep. Okay, all right. Coach, if there was one thing about Friday's game that you could change concerning the offensive line, what would you change? I'm going to go the whole offense. we got to score in the red zone. That's, okay. that's, that is a big thing for me. Like, you know, when I, when I go home <laughs> yeah. and I'm working. <laughs> that's true. That's very yes, true. When is. you get in the red zone, you have to score, and you cannot be like my Dallas Cowboys and get in the red zone and score field goals. You can't do it. you got to <laughs> score touchdowns. you got to box them up. Man, that looks good. Wow. No, I'm done talking for the night. <laughs> Coach, what, what you eating there? Coach Willard, what you got? Katie got this uh, California burrito, so I was like, man, I got to get one of those. It's a California burrito. What is in that? Like, did they go to California to get I'm all this? I'm assuming a bunch by looking at <laughs> yeah. it. Like a lot is yeah. in there. I think it's the avocado maybe that makes it a California. Well, that's why I got because it's an avocado. Ain't that healthy for you? So that's yeah, why it's a I power got. food, super yeah, food. So, that's yeah, why I got yeah. it. There got those go. two little slices to make me feel good about myself. Man, I see shrimp. I see chicken. I see onions. I see steak. I see cheese. I see avocado. Hey, if you guys have not tried a California burrito, Man, then please you. try it. And Coach Vaughn, now what'd you get? <laughs> Is that I'm a, a taco? I'm an, I'm an offensive lineman, <laughs> so I'm not trying to get an avocado. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what is that called that you have? This is a fajita burrito. A fajita burrito. So, I'm assuming everything that goes in a, a fajita, yep. they tried to put it in a burrito, but it's so big they couldn't wrap it. It looks more it's like a taco-style burrito. Falling out of said burrito. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That looks good, too. Man. Well, you I haven't got, had a hey, bad thing yet. Here. Well, Not. you guys enjoy, man. Anybody you want to give a shout-out to tonight before we get you out of here, Coach Bond? Or are you going to stay with us? But I'll stay. Yeah. Um, my, my wife, um, Anderson, my kids, Andrew. Good deal. All right. Um, and Tyler at home listening. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to pull a Coach Simmons. So make sure we get those guys. Never forget um, that. And, and, and honestly, shout out to the parents of my offensive line because I'm hard on these guys. Right. Um, and, you know, we, we do a lot of work. And these guys have been here okay. all spring, all summer. Right. And, and going in now, and, you know, 
the, the, the interactions that I have with our parents are, are fantastic. You know, I try to, to take as much off of Coach Willard's plate as I can. Right. But, you know, it's, we've, got, we've got hardworking kids. And their parents support that. Yeah, and that's, a, and that's big time, and that is huge. Thank you, parents, for all you do and giving the support to the kids as well as the coaches because we all need your support, parents. Can't do anything without you. And Coach Vaughn, you said that you do kind of get on the kid, the offensive linemen. You're kind of hard on them. I hate to call them kids, but look at them. They're just so <laughs> young, but they're big guys. Uh, do me one favor, Coach Vaughn. Always, after you finish getting on them and, and giving them a butt whipping, if you have to take them out to the you know, shed and do what you got to do to them, after you get done, remind them that this team can't do anything without them. And when they, if they put in the work, you tell them Hot Rod's going to recognize them. Because Hot Rod's going to see it. And I'm going to give them their flowers right here. I'm holding you to them cookies, too. No, no, no. The cookies are no, for no, them. I know. Yeah, they're if not you, for now, you. If you don't bring them to me, they're not going to get them. See, now y'all see. Coach Vaughn, how he's setting eat, this I'm up, I'm not going right? to eat the cookies. No, uh-uh. Oh, God. Uh-uh. Exactly. He's like, stew. Uh-uh. I don't eat the cookies. Now, he just asked uh, what happened to the cookies. He didn't get any cookies. No, Did he just I, say that no, before, I said I hadn't seen the cookies. Oh, he hadn't seen them. Oh, okay. Just All like Stu. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to get their cookies. How many offensive linemen I got? I got but, I got six total. What's, what's got total? about what? seven, eight, eight, nine. Nine total. Okay. Eight, nine total. Yep. All right, cool. That'll work. Yeah, I'll, they'll get their cookies. That won't be a problem. They'll get them Friday, matter of fact. I don't know if they should eat them before the game, though. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, let's do after the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and dangle it in front of them before the game. And tell them if no, they – they don't be hungry. No, if they don't do well, they don't get them after the game. No, I want them drooling and hungry, ready to hit somebody. No, yeah, that's, what, that's what we want. I want a cookie Not tied hungry. I want a cookie tied around the Mount Tabor Spartan our defensive lineman's neck. That's what I want. That's exactly what I want. Oh, man, Coach Bond, I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for taking these tough questions. Um, and they were some tough questions tonight, Coach Bond. I don't like giving you tough questions, but, hey, man, we just got to talk about, hey, what happened? You know, it's part of life. You know, the good thing about getting knocked down is you don't have to stay down. You can get up and you can keep moving forward. And when you get up, make sure that there is a lesson that you have learned from getting knocked down and do all you can not to repeat and have to go through that lesson again. That's the main thing. Everybody give Coach Vaughn the offensive lineman a hand. Offensive line coach. He's a, he's a great guy. Great guy. So, Coach, we're going to talk a little bit of defense tonight, if you feel like it, Coach. Um, we I need know to hurry up because <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> this stuff looks great. Oh, man. Well, look, you know what? I also – I really didn't finish mm-hmm. going over everything on the in the offensive side, to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to finish that out because still, you know, it's a tough night. But the Eagles perform. They do what they always do. Bryce Baker – go ahead and eat, Coach. He led the team in rushing. He had 54 yards on four scampers, and, of course, Bryce, I'm glad you were able to get out of bounds over there on the sideline. You're a smart man. Keep using that head. Get out of bounds. Uh, Brandon Sutton, he did well running the ball. He averaged, I think, just under five yards a carry, and he had a touchdown. And I thought Jeremiah McCray, am I saying his name correctly? Is he here? I thought he was a bright spot on this offense. I don't know what happened. I'm not sure if somebody may have got nicked up or, or something like that, but – when I saw Jeremiah came in, you know, I was wondering. I said, hey, did somebody go out? But, man, he was really a bright spot. Can you talk yeah, to R- us Riggs, about him? Riggs just kind of nicked up his ankle, okay. um, twisted it. So, Jeremiah went in, you know, the next man up uh, situation. And he came in and played well. Um, but Boogie's back. He'll be back. Uh, Riggs will be back this Friday. And uh, we're excited. But it was nice to see McCray step up and see that we got another guy in that stable kind of – Horton calls them their four horsemen. We got a great, you know, obviously Sutton leads us with everything right, right now. Right. And then, you know, we got the other three guys too, Murray, Riggs, and now McCray. Um, the stable's loaded, man. Yeah, man. McCray did great. I think he averaged like six yards a carry yep. on Friday night. So very good work and production from him. QBs and receivers, of course, you know, Bryce played well. He had 302 yards passing. 23 completions on 37 attempts. Good graces alive. 37 attempts. Bryce, Patrick Mahomes only had 33 on Sunday. <laughs> he only had 33 attempts. Good graces, man. You were just under 65% completion rate. Good job. Um, what did you guys see that made you lean more toward the pass? Anything? Oh, Coach, he's eating. He took his headset. <laughs> Coach, I was looking at him. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, 
I'm more on the defensive side now, so I don't really know. Now, Coach, you know you can eat with that on still. You just yeah, put I it up like that. Yeah, hear me eat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the big thing was, was we saw we had matchups. Okay. We're throwing the football. Okay. And we took advantage of some of those. Good deal. Good deal. And, Bryce, if you can – I know you don't. I know you usually looking at the at the field and you're going through your progressions, but if you can, man, get that ball to number one. I'm telling you, get that ball to number one. <laughs> he can do it now. He can do it. Give him a chance. JP Gilchrist, that's that's my man. He can do it. Get it to him if you can. I think that's his number. Is that JP's number? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JP, because I was calling his name toward the end of the game, mm-hmm. and I think. We were able to get a pass into him, and he got it right down to the goal line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I like old JP. He plays hard. I like him. Um, let me see. Let's see here. Bryce, he hooked up with six different receivers. Now, listen, how do you say this young man's name, Coach? Is it Jair? Jair Richburg. Mm-hmm. Man, he had a coming out party. He had seven receptions for like 151 yards and a touchdown. Jair. <laughs> Good work, man. And what year is he? A sophomore? Sophomore, yep. Oh, wow. Wow, that is awesome. That's a bright future for these Eagles here. We got a lot of young guys. Man, that's awesome. Josh Austin, he did his thing, 68 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Sutton had 30 yards receiving and a touchdown. J.P. Gilchrist was averaging about 14 yards per catch. Um, Riggs had over 10 yards a catch. Um, Jalen Murray helped out with production out, out there. Man, great job on offense, Coach. Great job on offense. What areas do you want to kind of see some improvement as we go through this week? Inside that red zone, 20 yards going in. we got to fix that problem right now. Inside the red zone. I heard that, man. How can we fix the refs? And don't answer that. (laughs) Don't answer that. I get fined if I answer that. Huh? Well, I get fined. If I don't I know if you get you. fined, but you get fined if I answer that. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying know. to figure out how to fix them. And the reason I say that is, there were two calls that there was a call that shouldn't have happened. I'll just dwell on one. Davy County quarterback was scrambling. He ran, went through the middle of the field, somewhere near midfield. He slid. Our quarterback is on the Davy County sideline, going toward the end zone. He slides. And he three he gets hit by three people. Gets hit by three people, and there's no flag. Like, I'm trying to figure this thing out with the refs. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't want to talk to them at the beginning of the game because y'all really might get flags. So, I, I mean, I just don't know what to do. I don't know if I can send complaints in, if I can write a letter. You know, I, I don't know if Governor Cooper will help. I, I don't know say, what I the don't even know is. who runs the Football Association anymore, so I can't yeah. help you out. So Yeah, so, I mean, but it's crazy. But it's crazy. But we're going to work on that. Coach, defensively, I think this may have been one of the toughest nights our defense has yeah. had in a very long time. Uh, defense gave up about 205 yards rushing, 321 yards through the air. Um, seemed to have a tough time from here and there. What do you think about that on the defense? We just we didn't make plays. We really didn't. I think uh, a lot of times we had the quarterback bottled up and we didn't make the plays. Right. Um, missed a lot of tackles again. I think we uh, I think someone said it was 16 tackles we missed. Um, wow. That's a lot of tackles. Um, I, I would say it was probably more because I think on that one scramble he had um, on that long third down, we missed about five tackles right there. Um, we we got to get better at tackling. Um, we just didn't make plays. And now they made some unbelievable catches. They really they did. did. They did. Um, number four, their running back had a great game. That was by far his best game he's had all year. Um, there was a little more uh, – giddy up on his step but once again that's what we get you know when when you play the eagles and you know another godfather quote for you never hate your enemy because it might affect your judgment that's right kind of that same thing you know and uh maybe uh we just kind of worried about some things i told the guys maybe i put too much pressure on them about the quarterback and uh you know that's on me maybe i made the quarterback a little bit better than what they he was and maybe made us play a little little tighter maybe defensively possibly so that's on me no problem coach no problem you know there were 16 different eagles that had tackles on the defense uh defense did spend some time on the field up front defensively mj mullins the secretary of defense he does what he does he had 15 tackles good job mj see in the house is mj in here um, also, Elijah Hawkins, number 55, I think he had about six tackles. Um, defensive end, Robbie Whitney had five tackles. Pouncey had six tackles. 
Um, like you said, Coach, we were unable to get to the quarterback. I love saying you have X amount of tackles and a sack. I love saying such and such had X amount of tackles and two sacks. I love saying that I wasn't able to add the sack this week. Hopefully that will change in this upcoming week. Um, but on that, the sad part is we got to the quarterback. You did. We just didn't finish. You did. We were there. You did. Uh, I mean, he was running for his life, and we just couldn't get him, and that was the frustrating part. I understand. I completely understand. Then the linebackers, they had a lot of work. Again, you guys, the Eagles, we played great in this first half. Lights out, in my opinion. Um, the second half, you know, we just had some things going on. I, you know, I don't know if it was just, the, like you said, momentum was rocking and rolling, but the linebackers were very active. Nathan Stewart, he led the linebackers with 13 tackles. He was rocking and rolling. Brooklyn James had five tackles um, as well. So the linebackers, they were, they were getting to their assignments and uh, uh, doing it. The secondary, they had a lot of tackles as well. Kyle Mitchell had 12 tackles. Elijah Edwards, he was down in run support with 10 tackles. Elijah was doing his thing. Good job, Elijah. And then my man Nigel Gay, is he here? Nigel, there you go. Hey, man, you had to pick right when we needed it. Did you really step out of bounds? Please tell me it's not so. <laughs> Papa Baker said you did not step out of bounds. Did, did you did you step out? Did you step out? He did right, okay. right in front of me, too. Because you were gone, man. But Dez and I were just talking about it in the booth. Dez had said, man, we need a pick. I said, well, they better not throw it at Nigel. And then the next thing I know, Dez is like, it's intercepted. And I was like, oh, who got it? Who got it? Was it Kai? I thought it was Kai at first. And then Dez said, nope, Nigel Gay's got it. I said, woo. I said, touchdown. I said, he already boxed this one. And, man, I just knew you were going down the sideline. I want to box on the next one, all right? Box that next one for me. Give me six points. Good work. Good way to, way to play. Way to play. Excellent job. And my DBs, y'all keep it up. Baldwin, all you guys, keep working hard out there. And y'all listen to Coach. I, I know he coaches you a certain way, but I'm going to just throw my two cents in here. When y'all are running down with that wide receiver and you see that wide receiver looking for the ball, turn your head and look too. You got just as much right to that ball as that wide receiver does. When that wide receiver's looking for that ball, you say, no, that's mine. I'm looking for it. You look for that ball, and you go up and get it. Attack that ball. Go get it. Go get it. That's what I want to see you guys do. But if coach teaches you to do something different, do what coach says. Don't let me get you in trouble, all right? <laughs> Don't get you in trouble, all right? Man, but great job. 100% effort. Keep the effort up. I appreciate it. You guys keep working hard. Coach, did I miss anything on the defense or offense that you want to go over? Nope. Uh, just a couple things. Um, I don't know if people saw Kai Mitchell uh, was selected to the Shrine Bowl, one of our was defensive backs. I didn't back. know that. Okay. He was right. selected to the Shrine Bowl. Is he here? I don't think he is here today. But then uh, MJ and Nigel were selected for the West All-Star Game today. Oh, congratulations. So big congratulations. news having them come out. That's quite an honor. Yes, it you is. You can only get four guys, and we got three or four, so that's pretty good. Man, that's it. You maxed out. That is awesome. Congratulations, guys. Keep it up. Keep working hard at your craft. Keep getting smarter, all right? Coach, let's talk a little bit real quickly because we got to get out of here about this upcoming matchup this Friday. I think it's September 29th. You and the Eagles have your third conference game against the Mount Tabor Spartans. Am I right or wrong on that? Is that right, Mount Tabor Spartans? Are they the Spartans? Yes, sir. Okay, all right. You and the Spartans have been getting a little chippy since they entered the CPC. You know, <laughs> I think we had to I think we had to stop a game early. Was it last year? Yeah, because it, it got so rough down there. Well, yeah, no, it was rough in the stands and in the parking lot. It wasn't on the field. Oh, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> well, well. I think y'all told the Mount Tabor Spartans that y'all take them out in the parking lot and beat them out there too. So uh, I think it all works out. But, Coach, man, talk to us about um, the Mount Tabor Spartans a little bit. They're led by Coach, is it Tyshaw Brown? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, they're two and three. They like playing football. They usually have a few talented guys out there. Um, what do you expect from Coach Brown's team? They do. They got a lot of talented guys. Um, it'll be another. We will get their Super Bowl. Um, no doubt about it. Tyshawn does a great job. He, you know, he's played there, been at uh, Mount Tabor forever. You know, that's where his alma mater and all that. Okay. So, gotcha. um, you know, a lot of pride there. So, 
we got to buckle up and be ready, but hopefully uh, that 12th man of the Eagle Nest will be there with us and uh, put us over the edge Friday. Oh, yeah, it's always fun playing at the Eagle Nest. It's always great to come back to the Nest. Man, nothing like being at home, so we definitely expect our crowd to be there. That game is going to be a 7.30 start. Correct. correct? So now we are a 7.30 game because we will be on TV. I don't know if I've even told the guys yet we're on My48, so we'll be – uh, live on TV this Friday. Okay, and listen, no jitters just because you're on TV. You're going about your business the same way. Um, we just keep on playing and do what you do. Apply everything that you've learned this week and in the previous week. So nothing to get nervous about. If nervous happens, let it be coaching them who are nervous, not you guys <laughs> on the field, all right? So, Coach, anything I need to go over? Anybody you want to give a shout-out to? Coke Can, all those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Coke Can and the guys from Wisconsin, Billy, and all those guys. Uh, always good to have them. Mom and Dad are always listening. Katie's here with Harper tonight. Uh, Shout-out right. to Cindy for watching Morgan. Morgan likes to be a little rambunctious and likes to run around. Well, he's a boy. He's yeah, going to do that. He, yeah. he loves hanging out here with you two guys. You know, he thinks he should be on the radio show with yeah, us. Yeah, we need so to get him a headset. Get him a little headset or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, just thankful for all they do. They had to take care of me this weekend. And uh, Katie had to put my socks on for me. Harper was putting my because I couldn't bend down and do all that. So, Oh, uh, man. You very, feeling better? Uh, I am feeling a little bit okay. better. Good, so, good. Um, you know, just thankful for all that. And once again, our support staff of everybody from Jonathan to our booster club, touchdown club presidents, uh, everything they do. You know, Sean does a great job. He drives our bus, obviously, for us. Him and Bryce back there drive our buses and get us back and forth. That's a big uh, yeah, That's a big relief. A lot of head coaches have to do that themselves and have those guys do that is unbelievable. But just thankful to be part of this um, – the family, the other thing I want to say that's kind of been on our mind, we talked to the players today. Uh, one of our uh, players from 2011, he graduated in 2012, you know, 11-12, mm -hmm. Mike Wright, uh, number eight, um, was about to turn 30 years old, uh, passed away this weekend. Oh, no. Um, just sudden, sudden, um, just kind of passed out and, and then passed away. So, been a heavy weekend. Um, got the perspective of life and right. the importance of football um, real quick from losing to then actually losing someone you care about yeah. and love. Yeah. Um, put the perspective in there real quick. Mike was an outstanding young man, and I just want to tell his family that we're praying for him and the whole Eagle Nation and family um, is feeling their pain and their loss right now. Yeah, definitely sorry to lose one of our Eagle family. That is uh... – you know, never a yeah. good thing. Tough never time. A good thing. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. So, guys, make sure you take care of you. Make sure that uh, your loved ones, you tell them you love them right now while you have them because we don't know what tomorrow brings, all right? Amen. Let's just do that. That would be my one favor that you would do for me. When you leave here, your loved ones, your immediate family, whoever they are, if you hadn't said I love you in a while, go ahead and tell them that you love them, all right? Please do. Please do. Anything else, Coach? That's about all. Huh? Oh, yeah, we got to talk about Jalen Rayner, huh? You okay, see that? No, I hadn't seen it. What happened? <clears throat> Arkansas, he started uh, for Arkansas, Arkansas State. State. Yes. Oh, good job. Uh, I mean, it was lights out. He's uh, Hopefully, I think he's going to be starting again, obviously. Um, it's all over. I know you're not a big social media guy, but it's been all over. Uh, you know, he threw, what, three or four touchdowns? Three he touchdowns? Five total touchdowns. Five total touchdowns. Wow. Ran for two. Had yeah. a run for 61. About 61 and another short he, one. Just like the only thing different was he had a different – he had a black jersey on instead of a navy jersey. Oh, wow. And uh, just proud of what Jalen's done and, and the path and believing himself. He had so many Division One schools that wanted him to come and be a, a defensive back. Right. And right. he wanted to prove to everybody he could be quarterback. And just grateful that Arkansas State gave them a chance. Um, there's a lot of <clears throat> in-state schools <laughs> that probably should have gave him a chance. I agree. Um, I agree. I agree. Um, and I've let a couple of those schools know. And uh, But uh, just happy for that young man. Good great deal. to see him. He's such yeah, a great guy. Yeah, that is guy. awesome. That's great news. Great news. Go Jalen Rayner. That is awesome, man. What else, Coach? Man, that's good news. Just, just real quick, I forgot this. 
My daughter, who was a sophomore at Chapel Hill, was home this weekend and went back to school. She's probably not listening, but we just want to shout her out too. Okay. You forgot your daughter. How do you forget? Because she's not home. That that that's worse than Bryce. That's one of your kids. Oh, Bryce, I he know. just took hey, over. Bryce, hey, right there. Look, she goes. She comes home and she stays in her room, and I see her like you know once or twice a weekend if she comes home, and then otherwise I don't hear from her. Yeah. So. Now wait a minute. She's a sophomore. She's right? a sophomore. There, and yeah. she's still coming home. She came home for the first time last this past weekend. Okay, all right, so for the first time. All yeah, right, gotcha. No, she didn't gotcha. come home very often. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Once you get to Chapel Hill mm-hmm. and get past that first year, man, and you're she's not, right in the middle of you're campus. You're not going to see you. You know, yeah. freshmen, they stick down on the end of campus. Yeah. Down there where there's nothing. Oh, she's near Carmichael and all she's, up in there. Well, no, no. Now she's right in the middle of campus. She's at, um, oh, God, Connor. Oh, it's Connor, right, right near right Joyner. Right by the cemetery. Yeah, right at the cemetery. That's yeah. where Joyner is. Yeah. She's, oh, so yeah. she's got everything right there. Yeah, she's there. across they, from Davis Library. Heck, yes. yeah. Oh, and the and, SRC. And, oh, by the way, my daughter yeah. spends all of her time in said library. So, just. Right on. Just like you. Yeah, that's right. You I don't like you back in the day. That's right. How do you, you know the light? You must have walked past it a lot because I know you weren't Coach. in it. Coach, listen, when it was exam time, man, I'd take some no-dos and drink coffee. I'd be up all night, all week. And get through them, whether they were midterms or whatever. I had a group, a study group that we get with. Uh-huh. Man, we stay up all night and we get it done. And we rock and roll. But now listen, on Thursday night <laughs> and Tuesday night at Papagayo's and Wednesday night at Molly's. Hey, it's a family show. Yeah, we, we this might. Is a family show. We might do what college kids do. I got you. Fra- yeah. you Franklin, what I'm Franklin Street's nice on the weekends. Yes, yeah, it's, it's great. Rosemary Street's not bad either, which runs parallel to Franklin. But listen. That's what you guys got to look forward to when you keep working hard. So keep working hard, and believe me, you can reap those benefits. What else, Coach? Anybody else got anything? Anybody here? Somebody. All right, well, if, huh? if nobody has oh, anything. Oh, Desmond's cutting us off. Look, look, look. As they say in church, if all hearts and minds are satisfied, then for those of you out here listening, please plan to attend this Friday's matchup where the East Forsyth Eagles will be hosting the Mount Tabor Spartans. So we look forward to seeing our entire Eagle family at the game. Make sure you are there to help become that 12th man. We also look forward to seeing our entire Eagle family right here at Monte Day Ray Mexican Restaurant next week for another edition of The Nest, featuring none other than the two-time state champion and head football coach, Todd Willard. And he is the coach of the three-time state champion East Forsyth Fighting Eagles. I'm your host, Hot Rod Funderburg. Thank you guys for tuning in and hope you guys have a safe, wonderful week.